folks, this is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and discovery of God's absolutely wondrous and amazing Word of God. We are discussing our purpose here on earth, and today it's What is Your Purpose on Earth? Part 2. We are in Luke chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, where the passage says, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. So, why did Jesus come to earth? Well, Jesus made it pretty clear. He said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly, John 10.10. It is also stated in Matthew 20, verse 28, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus also said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And Luke says in chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And lastly, in 1 Timothy 1.15, Christ Jesus came into the world, here it is, to save sinners. Jesus kept it simple for us to understand his mission on earth. But how did he go about fulfilling this mission, and how should we fulfill our mission on earth as well? Well, the defining mark of Jesus' ministry is this. Here it is. The power of the Spirit upon his ministry. The defining mark of Jesus' ministry is the power of the Spirit. His ministry was, was marked by that, by the Spirit of God. What does that mean? Let's get a little bit more specific. Uh, we know it doesn't mean that Jesus had more of the Spirit because he had all the Spirit that he could possibly have. So maybe what it means is that the power of the Spirit is impacting the recipients of his ministry. There's a covering of the Spirit that is bringing the results that God desires. Let me give you, a, a, it, it, it's a personal example. I have this ministry, this ministry of teaching God's Word. I write and I speak. My mission is to encourage Christians to discover the beauty of spending daily time with God in his word and in prayer. My hope is that people will be changed and God will be honored. You know, what do I, what do, I do as, as I write or, or sometimes as I speak? I seek to be faithful. I seek to be diligent and to be well prepared. I feel that's my responsibility. I give time to it. I give effort and I give passion to this ministry. God blesses me. I'm very fortunate with the joy to do this. I love doing it. I usually spend time every morning from about 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. before I go to work. It's not a drudgery. I love doing it, and God's kind to me in that way. So I do my best to write clearly with insight and, you know, occasionally with a little bit of wit, maybe. I edit accordingly, and then I prayerfully submit it to print and to blog. But here's my main point. At that point, I really have no control over the impact or the results. I am well aware that the breadth and depth of the impact of my ministry really has little to do with me once I put it out there. The impact of my service to God is not, you know, it's really not about how I market. It's not how I articulate my words. It's not how I promote my ministry. It's not about how clever my writing is or how good my stories are. I mean, as a matter of fact, God just reminds me often in various ways 
that my writing and my speaking is really rather humble and mediocre. And I'm not just saying that. I, that, that God reminds me of that quite often. What matters much more is my heart. Do I minister and serve with humble diligence along with a simple and sincere devotion to Christ? You know, if so, then God may choose to bless the impact of my ministry. He often blesses such a heart as I just described, the heart of humble diligence, the heart of sincere devotion to Christ. He will often bless that with the power of the Spirit. But that's up to God. Sure, I... I struggle. I often have doubts. Uh, does my ministry really matter? I struggle with insecurities, doubt, feelings of ineffectiveness. But, you know, I just can't shake the sense that God wants me to keep doing this. And he wants me to release my doubt and my insecurities and leave the results to him. That's the power of the Spirit upon my ministry. I can't take any credit for it. It's not about me. It's about the results that God desires and determines to produce through his spirit. So what really matters is whether the power of the spirit is upon you, the listeners and the recipients of my written or spoken words. I need to give my best to God in my ministry because it's my service of worship to him. I give my best to him and by the power of the spirit, he uses it as he sees fit. So what about you? What about your ministry? It's really the same for you. All of you are called to some form of ministry. But you know what? I, I was thinking about this. Your ministry could actually be described in two ways. Number one, first, you bless people with the good news of the gospel. You bless them with kindness, with compassion, and with works of service as you just go about your daily life. You care, you listen, you encourage. Sometimes you may need to confront, you may challenge according to the need of the moment and simply as you live your life as you go through your regular day this is your life ministry life ministry number two you also may follow a calling in a particular area of the ministry for which god has gifted you there is structure to it uh, you have allocated specific time to it and there are specific duties and responsibilities for this specific ministry because God has gifted you and given you godly passions in certain areas of ministry, you enjoy and therefore receive blessings from doing it. This structured ministry is your ministry calling. So your life ministry and your ministry calling. Both aspects of ministry are important. I believe you are most fulfilled in your walk with God when you are involved in both. And you know what? Daily time with God is the fuel for your efforts and your passion in your ministry, whether it be your day-to-day -day life ministry or it be your particular ministry calling. So do your best to be prepared, be prayerful, be available, serve in ministry as worship to God, give him your best, make it your spiritual service of worship, but the real impact comes when the power of the Spirit is upon your ministry. And that is a work of God. You can't manufacture it. There's no secret formula. You simply submit to God, serve with all of your heart, and leave the results to him. Well, we'll dig into this a little bit deeper next time. Father God, your son served faithfully in ministry during his time on earth. Jesus is our example. 
may we follow him. He gave, he loved, he served, and he endured. Strengthen us to do the same. May your spirit be upon us as we minister and give of ourselves and worship to you. And may your spirit multiply the effects of our ministries on others in a way that is way beyond our own meager strength and efforts. Lord, it is up to you. Do a work in our ministry according to your perfect will. In Jesus' precious name, amen.